0: welcome to nightlight a horror movie podcast night service specifically this is our interview series for those who don't know i'm your host prince also known as the head knight and alongside me this time around i have bomani j story the director of the new horror film the angry black girl and her monster Oh, man. First and foremost, I need to applaud you, sir. (laughs) That movie. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, You know, it caught me by surprise how I actually found out about your film was from my mom. Uh, She messaged me and was just like, hey, have you heard about this new horror film? And me obviously being a horror guy, she assumed that I did. When in reality, I didn't. I was like, "No, I haven't heard about this one. It sounds super interesting." So she sent me the trailer, and she was like, "It's too scary for me, but it looks like it's something up your." Head. I was <laughs> like, "Okay, <laughs> okay." So I took I took a look at the trailer, and I was like, "Yo, this is this is wild. Like, I I I've never seen anything quite like this before, especially an adaption that that is so familiar, something that we're all very much used to, but." This was done in such a very specific way. One thing that it kind of reminded me of was, um, I'm not too sure if you're familiar with the show uh, uh, Sherlock, um, but like how like how that was pretty much adapted from something that was so transpiredly older mm-hmm. into be modernized. Like it kind of felt like something like that, something something that was more modernized and and, and just a beautiful take of something that is. Uh, Uh, two centuries old (laughs) (laughs) and brought into this new light so tell us a little bit about your film
1: yeah well i mean it's funny that you bring up sherlock because i'm a huge fan of that and i love sherlock the books and when that show first came out i was like i was like i'm not gonna watch that they're gonna ruin the books you know (laughs) and then and then i went and i watched and i was just like this is incredible. Like <laughs> they're actually <laughs> people and this is amazing, you know? So love that. And that was actually one of the kind of one of the templates for me in my brain of what, you know, trying to achieve here, you, you know, for this movie. So like I, I utilized utilize that as like something as a catalyst to kind of tell me how to, you, you know, deal with this movie. But I mean, obviously this really starts with the literature. Uh, and I, just loved mary shelley's frankenstein so much when i first read it when i was fresh out of high school and uh and i really took to it and knew i wanted to do something with it and you mix that with like i have two older sisters who i look up to and who i love and uh you know it's just like and then you mix those two together and (laughs) ta-da i feel that (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta love that sibling love, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel that.
0: Yeah. Oh man, amazing. Well, I it, it definitely shows. You could definitely see the inspiration behind all of that in this film, and and it is very family oriented. That's one thing that I got out of it. And um especially the dinner scene. That dinner scene hits so close to home where it's just like the epitome of it takes a village. Yeah. And i loved that i love that that for me i was you know it, it made me it made me call my mom i was just yeah. like yo like when, when are you making dinner like <laughs> trying to come over <laughs> so you know it, it was it was something that i felt was passionate and also culturally something that for, for us being black folks um that just felt uh necessary You know, like, you know, we we always spend time in the kitchen and and, and surrounded by food and laughter and and conversation. And that's all that was. And it was beautiful. That was one of my favorite scenes in that whole movie. Also, one of the most heartbreaking scenes for me, too, (laughs) because also I I believe it was was Chris. Was that his name? No no spoilers, no spoilers. (laughs) But it it definitely broke my heart a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, no spoilers. But, um, you know, it, so, something that I also want to kind of think about. You, you mentioned Sherlock being something that was an inspiration to you. Uh, I, I was curious, you know, what are other types of things that inspired you for either this film or or, or you in general? I got little hints and traces of Bernard Rose's Candyman and Rusty mm-hmm. Candiff's Tales from the Hood inside mm-hmm. of there. And it was just a culmination of just, honestly, horror culturally... Um, just kind of molded into a gumbo pot for me for this particular film. So what are other films or other directors or anything like that that inspired you for this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll just kind of answer that whole question, like one yeah. kind of special. But I'll, you know, my hot take on um, on Black Horror or whatever is that there's like, uh, there's two big lines of influence similar to sometimes people think of superhero movies like the direct lines really coming from either uh, Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy or Sam Raimi's sure. Spider-Manager. Like, those are the, you know, yeah. those are the strongest That's lines the of influence. You know what I mean? Like, for, for superhero movies today, you know? Right. Um, and to me, when I think about uh, Black Horror, my two that I feel like are the strongest lines that were you know, I don't want to say get away from, but the two strongest lines that are the most relevant and, you know, might branch out, but it won't happen until... You know, ten or fifteen years from now, and then people will start kind of building on that. But right, right now, we're only building on those two lines. I think, <laughs> uh, for the most part, for a lot of things is, uh, ta- um, yeah, Tales from the Hood and uh, Scary Movie. <laughs> oh,
0: no, that is fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think <laughs> the, the
1: movies are the are the strongest ones for uh, you, you know strongest lines that we draw from you know for for Black horror which yeah, I'm absolutely. fine with. And I say all that to say that, you know, Tales from the Hood is obviously a, you know, <laughs> a line. A staple. that I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to draw from for this. And uh, I also, you know, a lot of strong classic 70s horrors that I loved, you know, like Black Christmas, the original, and Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre, the original there. And, of course, you know, it's like a, The Shining is a piece of that. And uh, I, I loved Alien. Too, you, you know, it's like a sci-fi horror that I loved um to kind of play with, which was great. Right. Uh, and you know, it's just like I, I truly, you know, I was looking at those things, and I was stuff that was kind of outside of horror that you know influenced me. One big one was, you know, Darren Aronofsky's *The Fountain*. uh oh. I love that movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: so glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
1: know, it's just like yeah. And, a big reference for this because you know i paid homage to it with her line death is a disease you know that's where yeah uh, yeah you know it's like that's where i uh, you know i love the that movie and so i wanted to pay homage to that for sure uh and you know david lynch was another kind of thing i you know i riffed on him a little bit in the movie too and yeah, there's just like a lot of different people that my mind goes to when I'm when I'm thinking about this movie and how I was uh dealing with it, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you you definitely see that that aspect there. Um something that I feel like a lot of folks haven't been mentioning too much about was the amount of gore that you <laughs> had in this movie, too. I was like yo the gorge immaculate <laughs> In this movie so if y'all are thinking about like hey is this movie gore? yes <laughs> it goes there it goes there you do not stray away from not not cutting away and things like that and i i thought that was just absolutely incredible telling uh storytelling as well incorporated to everything that death is dirty and death can be gritty and sometimes death can be beautiful and you know i i love how you kind of meshed everything um and inc- incorporated into that which was absolutely amazing
1: um out to christina cortomar she was a one woman band she did the creature and she did all the gore so she was what yeah she was out there <laughs> wow out there. yeah
0: that's amazing. Oh my god. Wow, that that's incredible. Uh yeah, shout out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my God. Um now the last question that I did have for you, I want to be mindful of your time, uh, yeah. is why specifically horror? Now what was yeah. it about this genre that just made you say, Now this is gonna be my first feature debut. I wanna start hitting the ground running with
1: a horror film. Why horror? I mean, I love horror, man. Like I've loved it since I was a kid and one of the things I, uh, I can't say I was just like, I'm going to do horror first. Like that wasn't like where my head was at. It was sure. just kind of like, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like this, the Frankenstein story was something I always wanted to do. And like the idea came for it and I started writing it and I wrote it. And, uh, you know, this was the first and I wrote another script because this one was taking so long to, to jump off, but yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it it did, but you know, eventually it did. So, Uh, I can't say it was just like a calculated being like, man, horror is going to be my first movie because horror is doing really, you know, I just have always had a look for it, you know? And, um, yeah, I wish I had a reason, like a calculated thing to kind of be like, Oh yeah. You know, I wanted you know, I just knew in my heart that this was the story that I I wanted to tell. Uh, and it was the one that, uh, that reached, you know, someone who, who believed in it too, you know, Crypt TV, you know, so they could package it, you know? So, uh, that's kind of what happened. It's kind of a letdown, you know, as a, as an answer, I know, I probably want to hear me kind of be like, not at all. It's like, you know, it's like, but that wasn't what happened. I just wrote, it was the first one I wrote and I wanted to do it, but I wasn't, it was hard trying to get someone invested in it and interested in it. You, you know what I mean? Uh, but i mean you obviously eventually it clicked so uh hopefully everybody watches it on june 9th and loves it you know in oh, theater oh man
0: yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm going to be watching it again for sure. <laughs> I've already seen it twice, and I'm just yeah. like, I need to see this on a big screen. And I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm yeah. so excited. So, yes. No, thank you so much again, Bumani. I I, I I truly cannot thank you enough, especially for making such an incredibly beautiful movie as oh, well. And I'm very excited for people to check this out. And you're you're in a beautiful slate with so many other horror films as well. I mean, The Boogeyman, then. <laughs> yours and then the blackening. This is a beautiful slate <laughs> for June. So, we we going to be busy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, busy. I very much appreciate you hanging out with me uh to chat with me about your film. Thank you so 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 much for chatting. Um but yes, everybody, please make sure you're going to be checking out The Angry Black Girl and Her Monsters in theaters on
1: June 9th. Yes, Thank you again, Thank you, man.